Welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 29 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Together we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. You can catch us weekly on all major podcasting services and on the YouTube. Jen, oh my God, our week has been like crazy. We've had the McConaughey of weeks, Dan. We have, we have. For those who don't know, we live in Adelaide, Australia, and we went into a yeah. lock, a lockdown, called a new type called a circuit breaker, which I don't think has been done uh-huh. in Australia. I don't think so. And no. basically, that in uh, is everyone, every every business has to shut down. Everyone has to go in their house. No one's allowed basically outside without a mask. And only one person is allowed to leave the house at a time. And it's only to go to the shopping, to go do grocery shopping, basically. It was a heavy lockdown. It was for six days. And then it got lifted after two days. Two days. Because they found out the person that, um, like, you know, this new strand of corona actually just lied uh, and just didn't do it because he was like something dodgy was going. Like he was a drug dealer, or he was a he was a you know he was a, he was cash in hand working. So he lied to the world and yeah. shut down the whole city and everyone. Now it's just gone back to normal. But that everything went yeah. crazy. Like like it, it was and it was like you know hours. It was like at midnight tonight, everything is shut down. Every business has to close. There was no like getting yeah. ready. Uh, the oh, the yeah. panic buying started happening, but it was too it was too fast for the, like. It was a good. I actually thought it was the best thing they could have done. Like, I, like I kudos and hats off to our like premier who was just like, nah, fuck this, lock it down. And yeah. I mean, kudos, like they they've done a fantastic job. Um, but yeah, so we're all in the mindset of having this lovely six day break, and now we're not. Yeah, so we so, are. We are doing this remotely today, so Jen's not in, in the studio because we're still actually on like um, circuit breaker lockdown until midnight tonight. We're recording this on Saturday, uh, Saturday at the moment, so you'll yep. be you'll be you guys will be hearing this on Tuesday when the lockdown is like released. But at the moment, we had to do it, you know, old remote style. So we apologise for the audio quality um, of this podcast, but we'll get back Any to kind it. Of- yeah, or any missed cues or anything like that. It is it is a little bit trickier not to do it with Dan's beautiful face in front of me. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's go on. Yeah. Oh, no, what, what have we been doing apart from that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, it's been a hectic week at work. Uh, the last of my major imports for before Christmas arrived, so that all got abandoned. Um, and then, yeah, so we go into lockdown... I've, it's been great. Like for two days, I've not been wearing. I've been wearing like track shorts and no bra. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I recorded. I recorded. PS4 controller broke. Oh, what? Why? I know. I don't. It just stopped working. Um, because it's one of those weird uh Xbox style PS4 controllers. So it's a corded one. The cord fell out. Couldn't get it back in. So it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy, so, a, um, just buy a new one. Yeah. Uh, well, I will be. But yeah, so I've just been sort of sitting around watching uh, YouTube videos uh, of some guy talking about ghosts and demons. It's been great. And I actually uh, caught a movie on Netflix called His House, which is really good. So if you have a spare moment, go watch it. I will. I will. I probably won't. Um, you probably won't. <laughs> 
Yeah, as we were saying before, I, I did my whole Hack the Dino show last night just in my jocks. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> the studio is quite warm. And um, yeah. we've got some hot weather here and I, you know, no one can, no, I, I, I had a shirt, a t-shirt on because like, you yeah. know, you could, or you had it filmed, but yeah, from waist down, like a news reporter, I was just wearing nothing. It was amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's been great. I, I cannot tell you. I was, so now I definitely feel robbed of six days of no bra and no pants, but. Yeah. Same here. here we- like I moved my PlayStation 4 from the studio into the house. Got all the yep. games ready, you know, that I hadn't, like, finished or they're on my shame pile. I started playing Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> again. I thought, and I was really into it. I was up back in. I'm like, this is fun. I got six days of this. Uh, I mean, I still had to look after my baby. And with Claire working at home, I actually had less time than I usually do. But yeah. <laughs> I still made out. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, and then all of a sudden it's just like, no, nah, lockdown's off. And I was, like, so angry at that, that pizza, yeah. pizza shop for, like, almost taking away my, like, six-day like, holiday. But then again, I had customers coming in and, like, they work in essential services and they've mm-hmm. never had any days off since, like, corona started. So they're, like, yeah. you know, they're and they're the type of people who want days off. So they're, like, I all my mates are, like, you know, hanging at home, drinking beers and I'm always at work. Like, yeah. m- more yeah. now. He was spewing. Well, it's so strange because, I mean, you're a, technically a small business as well and this, this shutdown has caused stress obviously um but now so you know we've had the stress of that then we've gone into well there's nothing we can do about it we've got six days of relaxation but i don't know about you like as soon as they said that it was lifted i just went into stress mode because oh well now i've got to do the rostering now i've got to do this i've got to do this and then all the emails came flooding in and then you know i'm just trying to put out all these fires everywhere like oh okay well i've got to now say that we're open and this and all this stuff and i'm like mm. Yeah, I don't you, feel very relaxed right now. You had a big Pokemon um, thing on Friday, didn't you? Like a, a release of a big set or some shit. Yes, the uh, Vivid Voltage Pokemon. So we had a lot of people calling up on Friday. Uh, Friday. I don't even know what day it is right now. What day did we go into lockdown? Uh, Asking if we could A, release it early and then B, abusing us because we weren't going to be open on the Friday for them to get it. So uh, That's all right. Yeah, um, whatever. Anyhow. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's just cut off what we've done for this week <laughs> and go straight into sure. horror news. So every week, me and Jen take you through the horror news that you need to know about. Welcome to horror news. Uh, that was a weird werewolf, wasn't it? <laughs> he was a bit shivery and a bit cold. It is, yeah. He was he was in a cold place. <laughs> All right, what, what's the first that- what's the first story, Jen? All right. Well, guys, Scream Watch 2020. It's been a while. Um, so, Scream 5 has officially wrapped filming, which is fantastic news that just seemed to go by real quick. Yeah, I thought didn't even know that it was like, I thought he thought they were still casting people. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently it's all done. So, it's all done. And uh, Kevin Williamson has officially revealed that the title will simply be called Scream. Scream. Now, that's it. This news has caused a lot of uh, debate and comment on the Twitters and any kind of uh, forum that I'm linked to on <laughs> Facebook or whatever. People are mad about it. Lots of Scream discourse. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, it should be just Scream Five or Scream with the with the S's of five. And what yeah. fucking marketing dickhead did this? Yeah, and- why didn't they do that? Like we we we've gone over this. There were plenty of opportunities here to uh you know 
do a great thing, but they've just gone scream just to confuse everyone. That that's that's reboot material. Well, this is the thing, you know, the Scream franchise is very meta, so it is all about commentary on films at the time, so it kind of makes sense to me that they're just calling it Scream because, you know, you look at what's happened in the past, you know, we've had the Halloween reboot, just called Halloween. Candyman reboot, just called Candyman. Um, You know, none of these films are really sort of trying to call it anything other than what it is. So, on the one hand, I can see what they're doing, on the other hand, I can see why everyone's mad. Yeah, I, I suppose when you say it, it's a 25-year-old film, like, mm-hmm. like pulling, because, like, stuff lasts a lot longer these days. Have you noticed? Like, oh, it has, yeah. Like, everything. Oh, everything lasts a lot longer. So, you know, franchises can go forever now. Like, remember what it was like back in the day? It was like, ooh, Friends and The Simpsons have been going for, like, your blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but... Oh, actually, The Simpsons is still going. But um, Simpsons n- is still now going. it's not even... People get upset if, film, if, you know, their TV shows don't go for 10 seasons and stuff like that. Like, 10 years worth of... I've worked for these yeah. people. So I think this might be cool, like the idea. And the fact is that we are in a different landscape of horror now, so you may actually have to reboot it. Scream may have to be vastly different from what it ever was before to fit into this horror, the horror genre that we have now compared to 25 years ago. Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting sort of concept and I I like that people have become less excited that this film has finished wrapping, like it's finished filming. So, you know, it's another year until we get, well, another year and a bit until we get final product, but people have chosen to just be mad about this one little aspect of it. Yeah, right. And there's, we got the photo of, uh, is that the director, that guy? Uh, well, that's Kevin Williamson. He is the screenwriter, so he did the original Scream movie. Oh, okay, cool. And with um, Courtney Cox and Neve Campbell, that photo, like, kind of says, it's a photo of them taking a selfie of themselves, which is weird. But, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, so I, someone's taking a photo of them taking a photo of them. I had the hardest crush on Neve Campbell when I was younger. I had all like a ro- rolling, rolling stick. Yeah, and I'm going to say like, and she still looks, like I've, she's just maintained to be the perfect age for me in every every yeah. decade. <laughs> like, yeah. She looks good. Yeah. yeah. It's, she was my, I think she was one of my biggest like first crushes ever and it never went away. Biggest first girl crush? Yes, I think my biggest girl, cr- my first girl crush was Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. But yeah. oh, really? That was that was mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> Seven-year-old me didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> I'm a thousand more years older. But all right, so that's 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 great. Like, yeah, it, it's funny. I'm like, excited. it's funny. Like the the title of this of the iHorror article is like. Uh, Kevin Kevin Williamson reveals the official title for Scream Five, and then it says Scream, (laughs) (laughs) as in like it is theoretically Scream. So it's not Scream Five then, like it's not Scream Five. No, no, it it will be titled Scream, and yeah, no five in replacing an S. It's just Scream. I wonder if Um, it will be like in continuity or about a hundred percent out of continuity. So it's playing on the out of continuity film. Like it might exist mm. at a different in a different like Happy Death Day like parallel dimension. <laughs> well, it is the Happy Death Day people. No, it's not. It's the Ready or Not people, which Ready was on. also a great film. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll soon see. Mate. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited as well. What's next? What what else has been happening? Okay, so Black Friday holiday shopping goes to hell for Bruce Campbell and Devon Sauer. Do you remember Devon Sauer, um, Dan? 
Mm, no. I, no? Well, well, should I? Devin, well, Devin Sawa was a bit of a heartthrob in the 90s. Um, he was also, so he was in Casper. He played the Casper's real-life boy self. He's in Final Destination, Idle Hands, and he does have a, a role in uh, Fred Durst, The Fanatic, Wait, which was a load of shit. Who was he in Idle Hands? Is he the main character? He's the main character, yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't. Nah, like, I, I know all those films and that, but he just totally, his face is so generic that it must have just off the radar for me. Con- compared That's, to Bruce Campbell's face, it's a pretty hard thing to go against. It, well, this is true. I mean, Devon Sawa is a lot older now, and he's buff as shit. Like, he looks good for his age. Yeah, man. Um, not that he's that old, but anyway. I um, think that he's my so, age. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know ages. Hollywood people are just anomalies. True, true, true. Um, So this movie, it's set on the busiest shopping night of the year, Black Friday. The story follows a group of disgruntled toy store employees (laughs) who have have to defend themselves from legions of holiday shoppers when a mysterious alien parasite sends them on a murderous rampage. Okay, this sounds wicked fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wicked fun. Yes, and funny enough, it uh, starts, it shoots November 16 in Boston. Oh, nice. Wicked fun. Um, I'm very excited. So you had me at Bruce Campbell. You had Add in Devin Sawa. I'm okay. I'm there with him as well. Yeah, and they can, like, because it's, like, playing on the Black Friday thing of, like, you know, the, the parasitic zombie likeness of people anyway, uh, the yeah. zombies are just going to still have that urge to shop and get things. And, like, you know, like, it'll just... <laughs> so they'll be able to do these, like, super good commentaries on, like, retail and stuff like that and on the shopping, like, culture. Uh, so it might yep. be really fun. And the fact they're in a toy store just made me love it so much more. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just, it sort of, it resonates a little bit deeper with uh, people like us, I think. Mm, and then popping the, Bruce Campbell into it, into a basically, and it's Bruce Campbell in a zombie thing. So like, it's, yeah. it's what he does. Like, ooh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm down. Oh, it's I'm, scratching I, that itch. Oh man, it's going to be great. It could be great. Like it could be one of those, you know. One of those yeah. really met, meta, great, fun films that we all love and could end up being one of those, like, classics. I mean, I every, think you, could, so. you could say that about every film, but this has a lot more ingredients in it that to create yeah. something than a usual just, like... What was that one we talked about the other day that had, like, that uh, dawn, that, that zombie one with the girl on the cover? I can't remember what it was called. Oh, me. Oh, the, the Night of the Living Dead one. Yeah, yeah, like this has the a, remake. Yeah, this has a lot more better ingredients to create a better um, classic cake. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? okay, classic cake, you say. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm always hungry for cake, so yeah, I'm definitely keen to keep an eye on this one. Hopefully, some trailers. I mean, it started filming, um, like a couple of days ago, so knowing our luck, it'll be ready to go before Black Friday drops. Um, and then we can watch it and we'll be like, fuck, that was great. And then we'll spoil it for everyone. Because it's like a sci-fi horror. I got Straight away, I got vibes of, like, the faculty. Like Oh, you, I love the faculty. When you said that, like, you know, like the parasitic mm. horror. That, and what was the other one? Slither yep. as well. And oh, uh, Night Slither. of the Creeps. They're all parasitic yes. sci-fi horrors, I feel. Yeah, it's got everything written all, all over great it. Classics. They should yeah, have, it's got. I should get Tom Atkins in it for no Ooh. reason. Put Tom Atkins in everything, guys. I know. Or at least put his moustache in everything and just he doesn't have to, <laughs> he, he doesn't have to rock up. Now starring Tom Atkins' moustache. I'll go watch it. Just starring. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fantastic. 
Well, it's number. Do you, what day is Black Friday? I because I was trying to work one out. I was thinking, like, should I have a Black Friday sale, sale for my shop? We, we have all got always gone really, really well in the past. But I'm up to the point now where I'm like, I don't want to sell any of my stuff at the moment what? cheaper because I've got really good stuff in the shop and we're not in like you know we just feel like we don't need to do it at the moment because we're in like, quite a good position. And I'm like, no. Yeah. What, 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 no. Is, is there any point in just getting rid of stuff cheap that I could just be selling normally? <laughs> well, this is the thing. So we're also in a very similar position. We don't need to be doing it. We're also, guys, we're Australian. We do not need to be celebrating Black Friday because also you have to remember that in America, the way their cost of living versus the cost of items, it's very different to how we do things. Mm. So they can, you know, drop a, the price of a TV down a ridiculous amount. We really can't do that kind of stuff here. So the fact that all these people are, you know, coming through, and especially with the smaller businesses demanding that they have sales that we really don't need to be having, it kind of annoys me well, a little bit. The it's idea like of this Black entitled theory. The idea of Black Friday is to get rid of dead stock. But yeah, we don't have any. We don't have any dead stock. Yeah, you guys kind of, uh, you guys kind of did your like your your dead stock sale recently. We've done a lot of different sort of sales recently, and yeah, so we really don't need to be yeah, doing more. I, and I also feel that Black Friday was yesterday. Oh shit! Was it? <laughs> Quite was possibly. It, was it really? Oh, that's great. I don't know. That, great. I mean, I don't have to, didn't even have to think about it. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Black Friday date. Is it really? November 27. Oh, ah. damn it. It's like next week. It's, next, it's this week. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, well, we're still not doing it. All right. And like, I, if anything, I'll go through and look at shit that hasn't sold in the last 12 months and then, yeah, okay, you can have that for the half price. I don't know. I just, I, we just don't have that because, like, with the first pandemic rolled in, we couldn't get stock. So we basically sold out of our whole shop. We finally got <laughs> yeah. all new stock back in. So it's all brand new stock. There's no point in selling it cheap because we just got it all back in from, like, emptying out. And you never know what can happen. I don't want to empty my shop and yeah. then have no, no. Uh, suddenly another COVID happens. Exactly. Also, just well, remember that we're Australia. We don't have to celebrate Black Friday. True, true. I know, though, that there are going to be a lot of cool Black Friday sales on, like, digital game stores, like the Switch and stuff like that. So um, mm, I'm going to probably mm. like, have a look at that. That doesn't actually help you. <laughs> it doesn't help me. That's fine. Oops. Like, I'll probably look at other places. Like, oh, hey, there's some vinyl on sale. Yep, sure. Bring me Ooh, some vinyl. It's gonna if, be great. You go, if you go vinyl shopping, remember to take me. Always. All right, cool. Let's move on. What's next? Cool. In the horror. So this one, this one just dropped uh, seven hours ago. So while we were sleeping, Robert England joins <laughs> Stranger Things four as a disturbed man imprisoned for a gruesome murder. So he's acting. He's acting. I suppose that makes yes. sense. He is an actor. Um, <laughs> it's it's yeah right. That's cool. That's a good like cameo to get into old Stranger Things. I really enjoy Stranger Things. Hey. Eh? Oh, it's fantastic. I, I love it. I like that every season has a different vibe of horror. They've, they've tried to encapsulate a genre in every season. I kind of mm. like a, a sub-genre, sorry. Um, yeah. I really like that in, in them. And then when people are like, oh, I didn't like it. It wasn't like the first one. I'm like, it's because it's not supposed to be. It's like the next homage. Like, you know, and this one is homaging this like, like kind of thing. And You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I really enjoy them. Like, what yeah, could they do bit, now, though? Well, that's that's the thing. Where are they going to go to now? And 
this character. So England will be playing a recurring role of Victor Creel, a disturbed and intimidating man who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital hospital for a gruesome murder in the 1950s. So he's been in hospital for like 30 years. This is going to be interesting. Is like, why is he being becoming a reoccurring character? Well, they can be playing on the slasher vibe because they haven't done slasher yet. They've done like no. Nope. So they could be playing on the vibe of like the unstoppable slasher that keeps coming back. So mm-hmm, he he could mm-hmm. keep he could just keep turning up in every season, and they just have to get rid of him quickly. Like that would be a cool idea that he's you know that you know that great. whole thing of like the the unkillable like. Uh, Slasher, yeah, like Jason or Freddy or Michael Myers, he could become one of them, which is a cool idea, which they haven't, yeah. which they haven't homage yet. I'm um, well. This is the thing. Well, hopefully, we'll start seeing this stuff sort of starting to roll through. I'm very excited about this. Um, and season four, they keep saying it's shaping up to be the biggest and most frightening season yet. I don't need frightening. Um, I don't want. I want funny and interesting, like the first one. <laughs> like first one was perfect. Yeah, and. and I'm trying to remember what what ones are which, but um, has there been there been three? Has there? What was the last one? Oh, it was the big monster. What was the second one? Little monsters. <laughs> yeah, there was um, Eleven had gone off to find her sister. Oh, six kind of. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, right. It wasn't as strong, but I mean, the first season was pretty near perfect. I think. Yeah. Cool. So, oh, that yeah. sounds wicked fun. Wicked. Um, Damn right. And like Robert England, you can't go wrong. No. Well, this is true. You know, it's Robert England. I want to see him in everything. Yeah, sick. Same here. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go. Oh, that, that's the end of the news today. I don't think there's much more to say about that, do you? No, no, no. Yeah, no. it's just like a, that's a cool idea. and we, 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 yeah. we could go on forever how much we like Stranger Things, but we won't. We'll go straight into homework. So every week, Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene the next week and spoil the fuck out of it for all you guys. Yes, basically by the end of this section, if you haven't seen this film, you won't need to see it. <laughs> it's my new uh, schnick. Um, we have a, a rating system. Do you want to go over it, Jen? A, a special television rating system, which I played um, I played a bit of this to uh, Braden at my work the other day. And mm-hmm. he, uh, as in one of our episodes, the last one, Blood Diner, and he loved it. And he loved the rating system. He was like, Oh, fantastic. And he was like, It's like I've watched that film now. Like, and I, <laughs> because I have no idea what that film was, but I know everything about it. <laughs> and I don't ever have to watch it again. Yeah. So, what is our rating system that Braden Dixon from Millennial Movie Talk loves so much? All right. So, we have the A, awesome. Everybody should watch. B is the beer and chicken wing group movie. We've got F for fun and dumb. D, it's a classic that's worth a watch. We've got the U, it's underrated. G, good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, the Jen special. The D, the Dan special. We've got a W, whatever, so off my radar. We've got the Kesha, which is a low-budget hot mess. Uh, we've got the S, which is shit, avoid it. And we've got the McConaughey, which is the fucking fucked. <laughs> we could almost just get rid of um, et shit avoid, which is that McConaughey is the same one. Yeah, I feel that McConaughey encapsulates all of that. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of shit. So we, 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 that's what's cool about television. We can do shit on the fly. We can just, we can, there's no rules. We're, yeah. we're a Pepsi no rules generation. 
I feel that we're the Kesha of podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so this week we watched Brain Dead, also known as Dead Alive in the States. Uh, that mm-hmm. was because there was like a Bill Paxton one, which I actually came across while like researching this for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, so like two years before there was a, a movie called Brain Dead with Bill Paxton in it so they, in, in America, so they had to change it to Dead Alive. Dead yes. Alive. I don't know. I would have called it maybe Alive Dead. No, Dead Alive. Yeah, it's a weird name, Dead Alive. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue very well, I've always felt. No, it doesn't. But now it's like just synonymous with this film. Yeah. So There are also like many, many versions of this film out there, eh? Like so many different yes. weird cuts and stuff. Some just have like some Australian jokes taken out of them. Um, all of them basically have the pedophile joke taken out of it. And the yeah. necrophilia joke, every American version, yeah. they just probably couldn't handle that, um, which we will get into when they come come into it. I'll, I'll mention them. So, what are what yeah. are its, what are its uh, vital statistics, Jen? <laughs> okay, so Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive, released in 1992, directed by Peter Jackson. So this is a film from New Zealand, mm. uh, which is fantastic, and it helps this film so much. You may you may know what... you may know Peter Jackson from small films like The Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> Oh yeah, but he did that little thing. Yeah, that's we, fine. You haven't watched? Have you watched Bad Taste? I couldn't tell you if I've seen it or not. All right. So the, as soon as we get out of lockdown, you're coming to my house and we're watching Bad Taste. That, that should be because that, that movie is is like is like Brain Dead, but like yeah, it's like the ultimate low budget hot mess, Kesha. I love it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Like I'm pretty certain I have, but also I couldn't tell you. Yeah. It would have been years ago. So, directed by Peter Jackson, screenplays by Stephen Sinclair, Fran Walsh, and Peter Jackson. It is starring Timothy Blame and Diana Panal Panalvia. Yeah. Panalvia. Yeah. Anyhow. That gal. Uh, the budget is. They had a budget of three million dollars, and the U.S. box office was what was that? Two hundred and forty thousand. They didn't even make half a million dollars back. <laughs> Damn. So that's it, a shame. In in retrospect, a total failure. This film, but yeah. turned into be a huge cult classic. Oh my god! Uh, but, yes. I mean, it was. It's probably always great to have a cult classic under your belt, but you kind of want it to at least cut even. I feel that it probably has um, probably not made that money back uh, over the years, but it certainly has. It's highly sought after now, and it's, then there's all the releases and. Oof. I found it really hard to even watch this film, and then I just realised recently, just this morning, that there is a perfect copy on just YouTube. <laughs> Which is how I had to watch it. Uh, yeah, because I've got. I had to. I've got it on DVD as Dead Alive. I used yeah. to own it on VHS as Brain Dead, yes. and the it had oh. one of those puffy covers, you know, where they're like, as in like it's a plastic mold. The cover, so it was all like three D. Yeah, that, yep. the, that apparently that um that a uh, uh, DX from um from Star Starblaze Collectible says that's one of the big hitters in like VHSs because it was like Oof. Australian low run and that, and I think I and I think. He may have sold a copy the other day for like seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> That's as much um, as a look. PlayStation Five that VHS goes <laughs> for. Um, well, jeez. So yeah, and I I'm, know what I'd rather have. Yeah, yeah, brain dead, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. 
Yes. So yeah, sorry. Uh, you're going on, sorry. No, no, no. I was, I was moving into the, the synopsis. Oh yeah, let go. What is the synopsis <laughs> of, the, of this? Like, all right. Film. So, tagline: Some things won't stay down, even after they die. When a Sumatran rat monkey bites Lionel Cosgrove's mother, she transforms into a zombie and begins killing and transforming the entire town while Lionel races to keep things under control. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. Um, so, give it. oh, man, this film, um, I was so happy to do this. I, I have the most notes I've ever written because this film, I have, I have four pages of notes. Of dot points. That's... So do you, so do you. I uh, yeah, for about four pages. I I love this film, and I had, I was so excited, and then so pissed off that we went into lockdown because I knew that doing this film remotely wouldn't have the same kind of like oomph, uh, oomph uh, as it would be if we were in person. Nah, but that... I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, so I'm excited, excited as well. This movie, this off the bat, has without a doubt the most special effects, practical effects I've ever seen in any film. Like yes. it's crazy the amount of effects in this film, and it's also what what carries this film is it the crazy continuity in this film is ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. the way there's never a point at any bit point in the film. You know, in horror movies like this. You often see makeup changes and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, okay. Like one of the biggest culprits is Evil Dead One. They constantly just every shot they look different. <laughs> like in yeah. the, in this man, like the continuity is bonkers, and like yeah. and all the characters uh, are, are uh, also like slowly rotting and transforming, and just it works. Like oh. yes, uh, yeah, anyway, it that- works so hard for me. Okay, let's get into it. Opening shot opens on Skull Island in 1957. So this is actually a period piece. This is set in 1957, which is such a strange year to, like, set a film straight away. So straight away, like, not only is he making it hard for himself making a period piece, like, he's making a period piece in bloody New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, uh... Skull Island, as we know, is a reference. So Peter Jackson was a huge fan of the 1933 King Kong movie, which is why he's referred to it as Skull Island. Now, as many of you know, Peter Jackson also went on to to remake King Kong in 2005. So yeah, big big fan. Big fan. Is that the? Yeah, yeah, that's the one that's got Jack Black in it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I really like that bug scene in that film when they're all fighting the bugs. Uh, as unrealistic yeah. as it was, and then you got like, uh, is it Adrian Brody as well? You're up yes, against like the chiselled man, such a thin chiselled man. Were tr- they were trying to make him a heartthrob, and it just wasn't working for him. No, he is a heartthrob to me. And then he went into Splice and he had sex with a weird monster. That's just weird. <laughs> uh, so we're opening Skull Island, 1957. We've got two guys running down like a beach carrying a wooden a wooden cage or a wooden crate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One of them is Peter yep. Jackson. <laughs> is it Peter Jackson? Yeah, that guy is definitely Peter Jackson. The guy's like, I'm a New, York, uh, New Zealand uh, zoo official and this guy's coming to Newport. That's Peter Jackson. <laughs> That's definitely okay. Peter Jackson. He's, he plays okay. a couple of roles in this film. Yeah, He's not credited sure. as that character, but that is definitely Peter Jackson. I mean, <laughs> if I'm wrong, tell me, but it looks exactly like him and, you know, that's the kind of role he would play. So, yeah, 
Fair. Um, and yeah, so they're running uh, two of these guys. They get stopped by these natives. Uh, yep. Which uh, where was it set? Where was Skull Island? It was it. What did you say? It's Sumatra. Sumatra. I don't know where that is. Where is that? Is that in like another country? Yeah, <laughs> you don't know either. <laughs> We're assuming um, it's a country, an island that has natives, like very stereotypical, yeah. like uh, Zulu-looking natives. Would you call them? Yes. Yeah, I'd call. Yeah, I'd refer to them as that. Uh, um, yes, definitely. So they get stopped by them, and he, yeah, he, he gives this lie, and is like, well, he's got like a guide with him, and he's like, you know, it's cursed, and he goes like, he holds up this, you know, uh, permit, and he's like, this is a permit. I'm a, and yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm a, a New Zealand zoo official, and this monkey is going to Newtown. And then he get, pulls out a, <laughs> a machine gun and fires over all there. A machine gun. <laughs> Starts like ratatating everywhere, and you know they run off. And then he like just like cuts the strings of this uh, crate that it was originally a two man job. He just hoiks it over his shoulder. And just starts running down the hill back towards the the, the truck, the jeep, just yeah. like you know, it's not heavy anymore. I've got this. This it, is mine. It's fine. It's fine. They jump into their jeep with the um, with their crate, and they all speed off away from the natives. And suddenly, the cage falls on his face, and whatever's inside of it bites him. Yeah, uh, oh bites dear. the New, yes, New, yes. New Zealand Zoo official, which is all we know of. And the, the dudes in the so the hired help that he's got there in the jeep, they stop the jeep and they kick him out. He goes, "You're cursed. You've got the bite." Yep. And he says yep. that. And he says that line like, "Oh, there's some detol in the jeep." <laughs> <laughs> detol. That's such a is that, I, is that an Australian brand? I think it is. So no one will but, get um, that. My audio cut out a couple of times watching this, so. All I all I saw was them kicking him out of the truck and then immediately grabbing this huge fucking axe thing and hacking his hand off. Yeah, because they have a. Com- Meanwhile, he's like trying to say something, and I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. Because yeah, there's heaps of comedy in the film. So at first they're uh-huh. like, so they see like a scratch on his hand, and they're like, the bite or whatever, and they chop his hand off, and then they see another one on his like other arm, and they're like, oh, the bite, and they chop his arm off, and then they see one on his head, and they're like, the bite, and then they go to chop his head off, and then that like splats in, like the, the, the going down motion splats on the screen, it cuts to like a splash on the screen, which originally said brain dead, but in this one it says dead alive, yeah. and then in blood, like it was a very cool opening, and like, it resets really the tone of the cheesiness of the comedy. Yeah. And this is like yes. a horror comedy, how horror comedy should be. This isn't like blood diner comedy. Like no. this is good comedy. Yeah. This yeah. No, this is this is near perfection. Mm. Then we cut to the cage getting loaded onto a plane where the uh, the instead of him like delivering it, his guides have delivered it and they've picked up the cash for it. So they're like, we can get some money out of this, even though we don't agree with it. Let's you know give this uh, this crate to the plane. It's going to get delivered to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how. It's on its way. Um, so it gets news, uh, gets delivered to New Zealand. We get like you know one of those Indiana Jones styles, like plane flying across the the world kind of thing, and yep. that's it really. Yep. And then we rocks in, up at what? We introduced Wellington Zoo. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it gets put into Wellington Zoo, kind of thing. Yep. And then it's forgotten about. And then we get introduced to our first character, which is Paquita. We love Paquita. Yeah. So where is she? You you can run so, with. So Paquita, um, she works in this little grocery sh- shop, and she's got this mad crush on the bacon delivery driver, um, <laughs> you know. And so she's like, "Oh, 
her nonna sort of sees her and she's like, okay, so you you like this boy? And she's like, yes, very much so. He, like, I love him. And she's like, come on. Let's, let... And then they do a tarot reading. Yeah, I called her the mystic grandmother. <laughs> mystic grandmother. <laughs> I love it. Um, so they're going through and it's like, oh, you know, um, the the next man, the man you will meet will be the your true love for the rest of your life kind of thing. So he will be like a black knight and this and all these sort of little things that... Um, will factor into you meeting this, the man of your dreams, because unfortunately, love, the bacon delivery driver is not the man yeah, for you. Yeah, it's not him. No. I actually, the bacon delivery driver, I just left him out of my notes completely. I found him like, inconsequential <laughs> too, and I knew there was going to be a lot to this, so yeah. So oh, she basically, so much to this. She basically finds out that I, her, her love of her life is going to be introduced to her through a symbol, which is a, yes. like this, like like a star with a half moon crescent like kind of symbol yes yep and then um someone comes into the shop and she has to leave the tarot yep. reading and we get introduced to lionel who is the next yes. main character who is there to um so uh, lionel's there to deliver the list the grocery list for his mother so uh lionel is he's very nerdy he has mad Norman Bates vibes. The whole character, the whole mother situation, it's very Norman Bates. Yeah, so uh, Lionel's there to pick up stuff for his mum, which he lives with, who is a total dominating, overpowering mum that, Mm -hmm. you know, he is like... And she's one of those mums that never wants to lose her child, so she does stuff, you know, kind of... of Yeah, the manipulates, the Munchausen's kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Piquita's already sick of his shit, you know, because she was in the middle of having her tarot done... Um, he comes to the counter. He's already knocked a couple of things off the shelves. Just his nervousness. He's he's very sort of overly acted and very nervous. He's, in a, bumble- how he's, he... a, he's a lovable, bumbling fool. He, he is. He is very lovable. Um, he, of course, uh, goes to grab something off the counter, which, if you notice, is a Black Knight licorice. Oh. Which... Uh, Black Knight? Black Knight in the tarot? Black Knight licorice? This, that's a sign to me. Uh, he knocks over a bunch of shit, and then she's trying to. She grabs him, he grabs her, and you discover that underneath all the mess that he's made has, it's a star. It's a star and the crescent moon made out of pencils and licorice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a symbol. So a she's like, oh, "You're my true love." And, and up until this point, she I actually thought he was like, annoying. And like, wait, yeah. So my, no, love is a fickle thing. Cap- how quickly that, that light switch turns on. Yeah, I know. And anyhow, so she's worked out that that's her true love. And then he leaves, basically, and she goes yeah. home. And then we're introduced to Lionel's mum, uh, yes. which I've just called mum, but her name's Vera. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I referred, because she was very, this whole situation is very Norman Bates and very psycho. I just referred to his mother throughout the rest of the, yeah. rest but, of like, my notes. Right near the end of the film, they say Vera <laughs> some funny way. So I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I got to call it. We got we to gotta mention her name to you. We introduced to yep. Vera. She's like, you know, this over, they live in a big house, like in, in mm. New Zealand in, um, is it Newport? Is that where it is? Wellington. Wellington, sorry. Yes. Um, and then, um. So, yeah, and then she gets a letter saying, like, the WA uh, WA going to come visit her, which is, what was that stand for? The Women's Association? I think it's, like, the, the, the Wellington Women's Welfare Association. Um, yeah, as, yeah. As in, like. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, no, it's just, like, an, uh, an upper crust organization. And they're going to come and visit her because she's going to be, like, initiated as their, like, their, one of their, you know, a position in it. She's really happy about that. Yeah. 
She's she's very well to do, very wealthy, so high standing in the in the town kind of I thing. I thought she so. was really well cast. I thought like Oh, she was great. Yeah. I like, loved her. And the fact that she is his lady and then the stuff she ha- like, had to do later on in this film is pretty funny. Yeah. I mean later on right? that might not have been her, but like yeah, there, there were some parts that it was her. <laughs> yeah, no. Everyone in this film was a good sport. Yeah, yeah. And then anyhow, so then um we have Paquita um rocks up at Lionel's house to deliver the uh, groceries that he had ordered yes. for his mum, and uh, they ha- she talks to Lionel out the front, and they ha- and because she's like into him, she basically asks him out for a date to the zoo. Mm, they have a bit of an awkward flirt, and it's super adorable. Yeah, like she makes out that she like has a, a bit of a conversation barrier, and like mm-hmm. twists his words into him asking her out on a date. I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, she's clever. She's wily. I like it. Yeah, she was. Um, of course, mother does not approve. Yeah, she's like, you look in the window going, mmm, he's going to take my son away. Um, anyway, we cut to the zoo, the, Welling- yep. the Wellington Zoo, which we all know is where the crate was delivered to. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then we get like, so they're loving, you know, the mum's kind of watching them hiding in the bushes. They're like on a normal date. And, and suddenly they, they go, they said, the monkeys. Oh, let's look at the monkeys. And then we introduce to the main monkey, which is the rat monkey, <laughs> which is stop motion, which I absolutely loved. There's a little bit of stop motion in this film, which makes it amazing. Every good horror movie needs a little bit of stop motion in it. Um, Agreed. It's weird. So this little him and monkey. Sam Raimi. Oh, so him and Sam Raimi have a really same vibe of making films. Do you notice? Like they, yes. like their horror films. Like you know, they put a little bit of stop motion in, a little bit of that when they. Did you notice that a lot? of the outside shots with the trains were models in this film? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, you're going to mention it? It was that. all very well done, I think. Like, everything he did was very well thought out, very well planned, and then definitely very well executed. I don't think there was any time that you were like, oh, that doesn't look right. Yeah, and they had bits like where he, like, composed, like, a model where Lionel was driving and he looked out the window and you see his view from out the window, the, the outside of the, like, you know, the shape of the window of the car and outside is a model, but you can't tell because it's such a quick shot. And I reckon that's for his period pieces of it. Like there would have been shots that had bits in it where he just replaced it with like a train set basically, but it looked really good. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that that would have been, because if it was anything else, it would have really taken away from the film. Um, Cause I think the period piece, the fact that it was in the fifties really sort of helped it. A lot. Like, I feel that it probably wouldn't have had the same gusto as if it was sort of set in the, you know, the 90s when it was actually released. Yeah. And also you've got, like, period piece New Zealand, which is, like, you know, just a a hop, skip and a jump away from Australia. So you're getting this, like, look into how uh, New Zealanders slash Australian people kind of acted in the 50s. Like, they are a different breed of people. How, Especially with the party scene at the end, how they all are. Like, all the party goers are full on just, like, ocker. Kind of yeah. like people, but anyhow, we see we get introduced to the stop motion rat monkey who uh, attacks yes. one of the spider monkeys and eats it, pulls off its arm and eats it. Yep. Yeah, and then the zookeeper comes along and he's like, "Fucking rat monkey!" It's like, "Get back in there, you fucking rat monkey!" And then sort of gives them a bit of a bit of a spiel about the rat monkey. Um, you know, it's it's weird. It's it's not good. It's cursed or whatever. Well, rumor has um, it, rumor has it like the, <laughs> the rats came off the slave ships and raped all the spider monkeys. <laughs> and that's how they made the rat monkey. 
and and that's that's how that happened. Yes. And, <laughs> and then so date goes on, and then the mum's looking at Lionel and Paquita, and she backs back to hide, and she gets too close to the spider monkey, uh, the rat monkey cage, and gets yeah. bitten by the rat monkey. It wrenches yeah. her arm. So yeah, she slips down. She slips on something. Falls, gets bitten by the monkey, and then decides she's going to fucking kill the monkey. Uh, so she squishes its head uh, with her high heels, yeah. uh, and it's like, at this point, there's like the goo popping out, and like the eyeball pops out, and all this, all this stuff, and squishes it dead. Uh, people at this point have all turned and are looking at her, being you know very. You, she's a well-to-do woman, and there's this well-to-do woman let loose killing this poor poor animal like why would you do that and she's like i've been savaged oh my arm lionel take me home yeah so she uses the opportunity to ruin the day while this is all happening it's also juxtaposed to flashbacks of the old uh the the old grandmother the mystic grandmother Mm -hmm. continuing the tarot read that she didn't finish earlier, and she's pulling up all these cards like death, despair, like all the worst cards, and she's like, oh, my God, like, you know, it's doomed. Like, so it didn't get finished. So he he may have been her, you know, her knight in shiny armor, but it also the story ends with death and despair and that. And so yeah, we're introducing that, that part of it. And then it cuts to the next morning. Oh, you know, Lionel puts his mother to bed, and then, like, it's nighttime. Yeah, so that- then we have this, like, strange... So they go home, the nurse sees to the mother. The mother's been a total arsehole, um, as always. Like, you know, this this girl's not good enough for you. You know, you'll never have anything. Like, your mother is your best friend. It, you know, every boy needs... You know, that, that old chestnut. Um, he he tucks her in for the night. Um, and then Paquita arrives with his jacket. Um, like, the pres- precious summer flower that she is. Um, he tries to turn her down, like like a bit of a dickhead then they kiss um and then there's this weird sort of um montage sex scene versus mum starting to transform in the next room and then there's like pus shooting out of her uh her wounds she's got like she's got like a zombie fever so she's transitioning into you yeah. know that that thing and she's her arms going pulsating you see it under the bandage and then oh it r- looks so good r- right at like you know the end of like their their kind of their sexy moment like the pus just bursts out all over the mirror and there's a lot of pus in this film Yes. Like for a chunk Ooh. of it, I call it like the pus period of the film. Right? <laughs> um, yes. Which I'm glad didn't go the whole film because it is sickening. There is a bit in it, it, like, is, it yeah. in the next scene. So then we get um, the morning, you know, like Lionel comes in, his mum's all like sick and he's like, oh, my God, mum, are you okay? Like, you know. Yeah. You know, and then I'm suddenly there's a knock at the door and it's the, the WW. WA, whatever it's called, people to, <laughs> to have their lunch and interview with her. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, no. So she uh, gets. Which is. Yeah. I'd like to point out that this film is so quotable as well. And, you know, Lionel's like, Mom, they're here. And he's like, she, she immediately jumps out of bed, starts trying to put on her face. And she's like, I've got to get dressed. This has to happen. And then she just goes, oh. Yeah, she and goes. She goes to put on half of her pace is filled off. Yeah, so she goes to put on. Is it a rouge pen that they rub in on yeah, her rouge, cheek, rouge and pen. it pulls all the skin of her face off? But he just—he just goes in and grabs glue and glues her skin back on. Yep. <laughs> oh yep. man! Just and this is where you start getting this, back on. this is where you start getting the gross humor and hilarious humor as well. Like, 
Oh, yes. And then you get the lunch scene, which, huh. which is fucked. <laughs> so, so Vera's at the end transforming into a zombie at this meeting, like trying to talk, going like, they're asking her all these, these questions and she's trying to answer, yeah. going like, Oh, and you're meeting. And she's slowly deteriorating to the point where like, I think her ear falls off into her meal. <laughs> yeah, at one point, so they they kind of they've had their general meal, and the the woman that's arrived with her husband, she's ready to go. Like something she, ain't right. She's uncomfortable, and he's just like, "What? No dessert? Yeah, that, where's my pudding?" No, but first, her so, ear, ear falls into the meal, and she eats her own ear in front of the lady. But yeah, the husband doesn't well, notice any of this stuff because <laughs> it falls into the custard. So there's no pudding. Lionel brings out this custard, and um. Some of the pus sprays out of Vera's wound into the husband's um, custard, and he's he's eating it, going mmm, rich and creamy. Yeah. Then her ear falls out into her custard. She eats her own ear and then spits out the earring. Oh man, such a great scene! Like the custard this bit, scene like is incredible. Her arm pussing into the dude's custard, and you see it, and he's not looking. You see him get the whole spoonful of pus, like ready orange pus, and just put it into, yep. in, uh, and just eat it up. And the and the because his wife sees that and just runs out, and he's like, oh, women, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Oh. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, yep, fine, fine meal, my boy, fine meal. You've outdone yourself. Like this is all just gravy as well, because like this, none of these scenes had to be in it. <laughs> like, no. It's just no. like Peter Jackson's going crazy. So that's the yeah. end of that scene. It was just a fun comedy. There's a bunch of comedy scenes in this uh, irrelevant to the story, uh, especially later on we get to the baby walking scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite scene. Uh, Paquita, so then Paquita comes to Lionel. She runs. She comes at the house and he's like, oh, man, I've got to tell you, like my grandmother like read the tarot reading and all this bad stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like uh, the mother, Vera, is back in bed because she's sick again. Yeah. Uh, Paquita, the dog. Paquita's brought a dog. Paquita's brought a dog. dog goes she, the dog's been in a couple of scenes. A big German Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. And the dog he runs the upstairs dog. into Vera's room when you hear like the dog attack Vera, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So they run upstairs and they go in the room and there's blood everywhere, and Vera's on the ground, all mangled up, and you think, "Oh no, the dog's attacked her." And then you see a little bit of fur sticking out of her mouth. Oh, this scene's great. And then what happens? Okay, so then Lionel proceeds to pull out this little bit of fur, which then becomes this party trick of just continuously pulling out fur until he pulls out a, a complete dog tail from her mouth. No, that was the whole dog. Was it the whole dog? Yeah, it was, I the, it was, it was the, the whole tail. dog crushed down. So <laughs> it's like yeah, you know that act, you know that thing when people pull out a um, uh, yeah, that party trick where they pull out like the hanky, they the, hank, the, the angler's hanky. hanky, and it shows it because it's out of a dummy. It just keeps pulling out yeah. this length of dog, and she's like, "Your mother ate my dog," <laughs> and he's he like, just and, turns around, he's like, "Not all of it," <laughs> yeah, and then it cuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so good. So then um, um she, she's wounded obviously by this dog attack or whatever the fuck. And they call the nurse. Yep. And the nurse comes here, who ends up being quite a character, the nurse. <laughs> oh, uh, I she, love it. She, um, uh, so then, or does she fall down the stairs? She, yes, yeah, so yeah, she falls goes, down she, the stairs. She, she, she lunges tries to attack up, Lionel. She tries to attack Lionel. They fall, yep. roll down the big stairs into the foyer of the house. They call the, the, the nurse. The nurse comes. 
And then basically the mum dies in Lionel's arms. Uh, Paquita's gone yeah. upstairs to try and pack a bag to, yes. uh, you know, because she's going to go to the hospital. And then... The I, ner- I really enjoyed that the nurse just turns around and she's like, your mother's dead, Lionel. That's it. Just deadpan. Your, your mother's, mother's dead, dead, Lionel. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like they say, uh, I like the fact the fact this is a small town, so everyone knows each other's names and everything. Like, mm. say so the nurse knows who he is and knows how mothered he is, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like, and yeah, then we, then we start, this is when the whole film starts, basically. <gasps> you see her going, your mother's dead, Lionel. You see Vera come up from behind her, grab her from behind, but instead of just grabbing her head, she puts her fingers in. Under her skin and around yeah. the front of her face, and you're like, it looks amazing. And starts shaking her head, and then rips her head backwards off of her torso, not the whole way off, just like so. It's just like you when you open a, a can and you keep the lid on it. <laughs> like, yep, it's just kind of like stuck there, hanging. Um, meanwhile, like Paquita's still upstairs. Like every so often, she kind of pops her head out, and she's like, what? What toothbrush? Like, do you want the blue toothbrush or the green toothbrush while, like, all this weird zombie attack is starting to happen? Yeah, and like, but yeah, and he's, like, still answering, though, to try and keep the... Yeah, he's like, the green! <laughs> while getting strangled by a zombie. Green one! <laughs> um, so then, um, you know, suddenly then now instantly the nurse sits up and now she's a zombie. As well. So it's yeah. an, uh, the zombie uh, transformation, once you get killed by the zombie, is instant in this film, which I love. Because it makes it, there's yes. no, like, the rat monkey one, obviously, is a small, slow transformation. But then, like, one, if you mm-hmm. get killed by a zombie, there's no explanation. You know what I mean? No. You don't have to get beaten. Yeah. You just have to get killed by them and you turn into one. And that's fine. Um, so yeah. now there's two yeah. zombies got to deal with. And has this scene, like, so this is where the continuity of this film starts coming into it. So this nurse has her head as a flip-top lid kind of thing, like. <laughs> so, like, he grabs a porcelain duck off of the, the, the wall and ninja stars it at the nurse's head, which sticks into <laughs> her head, which knocks her head backwards off, but it's still yep. attached. So it's, like, going. So then, yeah. So then we're hearing this, like, this disgusting gurgling sound, but while we also have the viewpoint of the nurse from kind of upside down spinning around trying to get to Lionel oh, man. to at- attack. You have to which see is all... absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you have to see all these scenes. Too. The, as I said, the continuity is perfect. There's never a time in this movie I looked at it and went like, oh yeah, I can see that that's like, you know, a person you know, like, out of shot or, you know what I mean? Like, how they've done the yeah. effects. So many of them are good. Like, so he's as gone to town on making sure that this just exactly looks like a person without a head with their head off. I don't even know how they did half these scenes. Like, I actually no, don't. Because no. I don't I think will... there's no computer graphics in this film. There's no, none. this is all practical effects. And I'm definitely hoping that YouTube or something has, like, a making of because I would love to post oh, dude, this it would be I like, personally want to watch it. It would be, like, four hours. There was, like, I would, constant. I would watch that. Yeah, we got to get through this. If we, if we stop talking, we, it'll be, like, a 17-hour podcast. So then Lionel White basically like, kind of wrangles them bo- like, both of them and ditches them down into the basement of his house, which has a big steel door, and locks them into the basement. Yeah. Um, and, so and then he Yeah, Paquita comes down and goes, where's your mother? He goes, oh, they've already gone to the hospital. And she goes, okay, cool. Yeah. So she leaves. <laughs> then he... Uh, yeah. And then where we get... Oh, then we get the uh, Lionel that is now like... It cuts to a scene with Lionel White outside, sulking, skulking around, and he goes to a vet. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, he goes to a vet for some sedatives. Yeah, because he wants to set, like, you know, he doesn't want to kill his mother. He wants to just sedate her. So he goes to a vet, which is a Nazi vet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I'm, like, from Latvia. And I'm like, eh, yeah, Latvia, Germany, you're escaping something. Yeah, mate. and then yeah. later on you see, like, he's got a rip in his vet uniform and there's a Nazi logo under it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he gives him tranquilizers. It's a pretty funny scene. It's worth having a look at. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he, get, he gets tranquilizers because he's going to trank his mother. Then we get the scene where he sedates them. He got, he uh, he uh, he dresses up. He dresses up in cricket gear. Yeah, cricket gear. Yeah, he basically armors up. He goes down with a big syringe, and he uh, first he um he syringes the nurse in her eyeball. <laughs> yep. And then so they sedate down and then the mum as well, he, he syringes her up her nose. So Up your nose, mother. Um, so then the whole thing is him like still not letting go of his mother. Like he keeps mm-hmm. the, So now he's got two zombies sedated in his basement. Yeah. And they're just kind just of sitting there. He, I think he ties them up onto seats. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And they're just I sitting there so, just yeah. going like, ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then uh, um, Lionel visits the old lady. The old yes. grandmother and goes like, "Tell me about this darkness." And she gives him an amulet, and the amulet is in the shape of that symbol, which is the star and the crescent moon—a golden amulet, which will keep him safe. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Right, I'm just smashing through these bits until we get to gore bits. Um, yep. So the mother's escaped at this point. So oh, she's yeah. followed him to the grocery store where Lionel is with Paquita and the Nonna, and she—they're basically like going through all this stuff. They're asking. How's your mum? And he's like, oh, yeah, good. Meanwhile, she's outside just getting hit by a tram, and it's fucking hilarious because she gets hit by a tram, and it's basically like they've just grabbed a giant mannequin and thrown it through the front window of the grocery shop. Yeah, so she is, because she's following Lionel, isn't she? Because she's scared. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, ooh. Yeah, and her tram just goes past, hits in her, and smashes her into the into the store where they are. Yeah. Uh, and basically, like... Uh, so now everyone knows that Lionel's mother is dead. They just think she's dead because she just got knocked yes. out. Uh, so it cuts to uh, now another uh, amazing scene, the funeral scene. <laughs> now we've got the funeral scene. So the music playing in the background um, as they're heading into the church is the sodomy song from uh, Meet the Feebles. Which is a fucked film, which is also a Peter joke. Man, he, he was fucked in his early years, wasn't he? Yeah, very interesting how he's gone from that to Lord of the Rings. Well, it's the same but with Sam, they... Sam Raimi. was the same. He yeah. was like, like full evil dead and gore and went on to do Spider-Man and all this shit. All these horror people like suddenly got really good jobs as they stayed in the industry because they're all visionaries. They're all people who know how to get shit done. Yep. And on a budget too. Yeah, true, true. Um, here we get... Into... Then we're introduced to Uncle Les, Uncle who Le- is... Ugh. Just gross. He's a big. He's disgusting. He's a big fat kind of um, like he kind of an Elvis fan. Would you call him like if you're going to describe him? Like his look is very Elvis Presley, but he's just a big fat gross uncle. Yeah, so it's it's the we, look we, of the day. Imagine Mick Taylor with about three hundred pounds on him. Yeah, he's got the quiff. He's got cold sores, and he's like, "How you going, Lionel?" Like he speaks. Like that. Uh, he yeah. he basically sluts onto Paquita. So he's like a creep as well at the, at the funeral. Yeah. Um. So he yeah he he yeah and then uh, so we're introduced to her, him. He comes into he it is. later on. He's he's disgusting. Then uh, um, we get the embalming scene. I love the embalming scene. So we cut. To, so Lionel like 
Vera's getting embalmed just before the funeral, which doesn't make any sense, but that's fine. Um, he sneaks in because he realizes yeah. she's a zombie. He needs to tranquilize her again so she, he doesn't, she doesn't wake up. Trying to keep the facade going that it's like his mum's not a zombie. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, like, she's being pumped with all these weird chemicals that are sort of just cycling through her body and making her pulsate. And, like, she just starts, like, pussing out everywhere. Yeah, so she's on, like, the embalming machine and they accidentally keep her on for too long and the embalming staff run in and go, you left her on for too long again! And also <laughs> one of the embalming staff is Peter Jackson. <laughs> it is Peter Jackson, yes, yes. Uh, um, again, he's laughing. <laughs> like, he's just a weird embalmer. <laughs> And uh, then, like, her eyes pop out and, like, they're trying to, like, stick them back so in. And It's great, Sid. It's, it's gross. It's more it, that... It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, my, Lionel doesn't get the opportunity to... Imbi- he doesn't get the opportunity to sedate his mother because uh, so, they come in. Anyhow, she gets put into a coffin and the funeral starts. This gives Lionel a time to, you know, try to open the, the casket and try and uh, give his mother a, a sedation. Meanwhile, the, yeah. the funeral's going. We're introduced to the preacher... Who's an amazing mm-hmm. Australian? I think he's an Australian character. I think so. Yeah, he's just, definitely. He's just a he's just a, a no a no fuck no shits given. You know, can't be fucked preacher. He's just like yeah, whatever. Come on, let's do this. We've got to get this done in the next ten minutes, or you won't be saying goodbye to your mother. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Whatever. Uh, um, of course, during this time, so he started, and then at this point, um, Lionel's still trying to get to his mother through the coffin. She breaks out. Fight ensues. And this is all. This is all behind. Like, no one can see this. Like the coffin yeah, is. You in can't a... see this until they smash through the window, and then she's just kind of laying there. Yeah, like, as as and... as like he, she comes towards him, he gets the syringe finally into and sedates her, but they fall smash through into the funeral, like with everyone there. So it just looks like to everyone at the funeral that Lionel's got his mum out and he's hugging his mum's dead corpse. <laughs> <laughs> As in he can't let go because he's like the mummy's boy. And they all believe that because he is such a mummy's boy. It's true. Um, at one point as well, you overhear someone talking that Lionel is the sole beneficiary of his mother's estate, uh, which means that gross uncle Les has overhe- got a plan yeah, up his he, he overhears that and goes, <laughs> All right, yeah. then we cut to, oh, man, there's so many good scenes. And now... So now we cut to as this film scenes just keep amping up. Do you notice it starts really, really slow? This film, yeah, um, I do and feel then it, it just goes to one hundred. I do feel its pacing is a bit out. That's my um, main thing with this film is like it feels really long because like there are so many scenes that would be the main scene in any other film, but like yes. they keep amping up and up and up and up and up, and every scene gets more gross and more horror like as it goes on. Um, yeah, definitely. So that's my only thing is it does film really long and it's got some weird pacing. It feels like it's got like four acts, this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. So now they're in a, 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 the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And now Lionel's, Lionel yeah. is yeah. planning to dig up his mum. And sedate her again. It's because like, he's, he's still trying to keep the charade going. I think he's just trying to dig her up and take her back home and sedate her and put her back in the basement. I think so, yeah. Um, of course, there's a group of teddy boy punks come out. Teddy boy? Um, I call them greasers. <laughs> greasers? Yeah, teddy boy, greaser. It's same kind of deal. Um, they they come to beat him up. One of the punks decides to start pissing on the grave, and he's like, you know, that's, that's my mum's grave that you're pissing on. Uh, of course, Vera, being half dug up, rips his, kind of, his dick off and uh, starts turning them all into... 
zombies. So, so what? This is one of the scenes that suffers from the mod the modified version. So in the original version of this. The, the, the greasers are like, what's this guy doing? Digging up a couple of stiffs. He goes, I think he's one of those dudes that roots corpses. And one of those <laughs> necrophiliacs. And that's why in this, and then they're like, you, you're trying to fuck your mum or whatever. Fuck, yep. fuck some corpses. And that's why in the next scene, she now she grabs his dick, pulls him down. And then in the next scene, yes. it looks like he's fucking the grave. Because that's yes, like it, it makes him into fucking like the corpse. Because like, yeah. she's attacking him from underneath, it makes him look like he's fucking. But there's blood coming out everywhere, and so that's where that that what's what that joke was that like he ends yeah. up fucking like, the greaser ends up fucking a corpse, like or makes it look right. like. And yeah, yeah. She, so she he gets like smashed. He gets she throws him over onto all the other greasers, knocks him over. He's dead, but of course instantly he comes back as a zombie. Yep, zombie punks must die. Come on. Zombie punks must die. Um, and then we get that. So there's all this noise happening. And then we get the, the, the preacher comes out and he goes, what's all this bloody noise happening here? <laughs> it's like you guys could use some divine intervention. And then we get one of the greatest scenes of all time. The priest goes into <laughs> yeah, kung fu fights. All the zombies like like with kung fu kicking. And he, he has this amazing line where he's like, oh, I kick ass for the Lord. Actually, I've got it right here. I'll just play it. Wait up. I kick ass for the Lord. Yeah, and goes into like, <laughs> goes into this montage of him just like kicking, kung fu kicking all these zombies, because they're all zombies now. Yes. Um, He's ripping off their arms, he's kicking, he's sweep kicking their legs off, kicking their heads off, and it's a hilarious scene, like, it's amazing. Yes, but then all good things must come to an end and poor Rev is impaled. Well, first he gets giant. Statue. First he gets bitten by one of the heads that he's kicked off. Yes, and then he gets impaled. So yes, and then he turns into a zombie as well. So yeah. what does Lionel do? Of course, he takes them all home, <laughs> sedates them, and puts them into his. Uh, I think actually two of the zombies got killed because they got totally bodily dismembered. So it's only one yes. of the greasers, the main greaser. Yeah. So now he has yeah. a nurse zombie, his mother zombie, the preacher zombie, and the greaser zombie tied up, sedated in his basement. <laughs> well, the, he has breakfast for them. Exactly. So they have a zombie breakfast. So they're tied up at the kitchen table. Um, at one point, they're all trying to eat whatever it is that they're eating. The greaser zombie, like, shoves the spoon too far into his mouth and gets it, like, out the back of his head. The nurse um, nicks her head back, so then he's basically just, like, pouring bits of breakfast through her zombie neck hole. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Rev oh, man, starting yeah. to get, like, handsy, and he's basically just, like, giving, giving the nurse a bit of a grope. And then, of course, Gross Uncle rocks up. Yeah, so he has to... But there are so many, there are so many ideas in this is dinner scene, which is stupid. Like he's he's feeding them uh, the the sedation liquid in dinner. Yeah. So it's like yes. a, a zombie dinner table uh, uh, thing. Because when it starts off, the nurse is eating it, and like because her head isn't attached, it all starts pouring out of her neck, and then her head falls. Oh, so, so like, good. there's so many ideas, and like, yeah, there's so many ideas, and then when her head falls back, like, so, it doesn't like. The other zombie grab her her half-eaten food from her neck stump and start eating it, like, yes. and shit like that. And yes, it's just does. crazy continuity, like, you know, these 
ideas that are just like would have been so hard to do and it's just wicked but as you said yeah. uncle les rocks up at this time so lionel like locks him in the kitchen and starts talking to les in the foyer of his house yeah and, uh, so he's les is basically discussing like oh yeah your mum was going to put me in the will she just never got round to it like what what can you do to me we're family we should stick together you know, he's, he's not quite blackmailing him yet, but he's getting to the point where he's going to start being an absolute dick about it. And then we hear sex noises from the kitchen. Because of course we do. Because There's the, zombies having sex. Yeah, the two, the two zombies, uh, the nurse and the preacher, are now having some sex. We don't see it, thank God. But nope. then, like, <laughs> so, like, Les leaves thinking, like, Lionel's watching pornos. Is she watching your dead stag movies? Yeah, he goes, something, he goes like, he goes, I, I understand some things men have to do alone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, is that the one with the, uh, the donkey and the chambermaid? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, so like Les leaves, they, Lionel goes back into the kitchen and he has to pull them off of each other, the preacher, and that she, so this is more continuity. She's like, they're kissing, but they actually, she's biting the preacher's lips and pulls his yeah. lips off and then she eats his lips. Yeah. So then he has Ugh. like no lips on his face for the rest of the yes. film. Yep. And the, so he basically takes them all back down to the basement and then obviously the scene cuts with the nurse. You can sort of see something rumbling in her belly. Yeah, her belly's are suddenly getting bigger. Like she's insta-pregnant. Which, uh, which, yeah. Which is fine. Like I just told yes. you, they're zombies. We don't know how they work. Yep. And then uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So then the then Lionel dumps the kita. Yeah. So yeah, what in the while this is happening, Lionel goes because it's all getting too much for him. He realizes yeah. he can't have a relationship with like all this shit going down. Like you know, he's got four corpses to look after. So he goes and tries to dump Paquita. Mm-hmm. That's basically mm-hmm. the whole scene. Yep. And like a chump. Yeah, like an idiot. He's just, he just wants to protect her kind of thing as well because he's covered, he's like yeah. surrounded with darkness and all this shit and death and destruction. Yeah. And uh, he loves her. It's a shame. Cut back to She's a Lionel's back down in the basement and the you know, one of the lady zombies on the ground and the the radio starts playing, he goes over to the radio and a little tiny claw bursts out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, What? And he the radio falls on the ground and then he picks up and pulls out of it a zombie baby, which is still yes, attached please. by its uh, umbilical cord. Yep. So now we have yep. a zombie baby. Cut to yes. a scene in the park where he has decided to take the baby for a walk in a pram. <laughs> so this, this scene, so the film came in under budget and Peter Jackson decided that he was going to use that money and he did this scene. So he made the scene with the remaining money that they had left over, which is his favourite scene in the film and possibly one of my favourites. Yeah, apart it's from the ending. Very... Yeah, this is the funniest yeah. scene in the film. Yeah, so he's, you know, he takes the baby for a walk through the park in a pram. He's not sure what to do. Like, the baby's there to sort of, you know, make and, baby and, and he's got giggling. like he's got, like, barbed wire so it can't get out. Like, he made, like, a, an and Alcatraz kind of fence in there so the baby can't get out the pram. And at this point as well, like, Lionel's looking pretty disheveled and he's looking around and, you know, he sees this lady. She's, like, gently, like, rocking the pram so he starts doing it. Next minute, the pram goes off down the hill. Lionel goes running after it. And this is a crowded park with all people in it. So they see this, like, baby just flying down the hill. Yeah, so the baby starts rolling down the hill and then there becomes this huge sort of... um, very Looney Tune esque 
scene between the two of those where he's now chasing the baby and at one point like he's punching the baby in the face and then the baby's just like the baby's flying t- through the air as well a lot like there's where the baby climbs up a seesaw and he falls on the other end of the seesaw the baby flies into a roof and then falls yep. on the ground and then a, a, straight from that a bike it the bike hits the baby like all things that would yep. kill the baby but it doesn't because it's a zombie and like knocks the dude off his bike and then yeah He's uh, he swings like the 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 swing into the baby's face. All the this time, these two mothers are just watching him beat the shit out of this baby. He like grabs it by its legs and just slams it onto the ground and stuff, and then punches <laughs> it. And it's so funny, like the fact that he's doing it in front of all these mothers. He just beats the fuck out of this baby who's fighting back with him. <laughs> yeah, basically he wrestles it back into the bag. Na- uh, this is obviously a bad backpack. idea. He's got to get home. Rests it back into the bag, and he kind of just looks at the ladies like hyperactive. And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> comedy fucking gold!" Is what I wrote. That shit <laughs> is, is one such. Of my a, so, what I said, it's an unneeded scene, but it's needed. You know what I mean? Like, it was needed. It's such a good. Yeah. Anyhow, because Lionel's just trying to. He's trying to do the right thing. So he, there's a baby. He's gonna look after the baby. But how the fuck do you look after a zombie baby? No zombie baby don't eat the other children. This is a comedy of errors, and I love it. Yeah, it's great. Anyhow, while while he was out, this actually works really well because while he was out, mm. um, Uncle Les came back to the house probably to do some dodgy work, and he finds all the zombies down in the yeah. basement. He but because they're sedated, he thinks that he just thinks they're um they're corpses, they're corpses. that he is yeah. some kind of Norman Bates psycho that's collecting corpses, and he's like, I'm gonna yeah. like you know I have to report you, Lionel, unless you want to give me the house. Yeah. So he. This is like you want the money, you want the house. Oh, oh, losing, losing you there, Jen. Are you there? I'm here. Oh dear, yeah. I'll just continue for a while, and then um, so then uh, so yeah, he's like, he goes, you want the house? You can have the house if you don't say anything. So he gives the house over to Les, and then um, and that's all, all great and good. Then uh, then all of a sudden. Later on that night, all these there's a knock at the door, and there's all these Australian and New Zealand party dudes are there. Are you there, Jen? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, cool. You're back. Um, so yeah, look, uh, he's given the house to the uncle, and he the uncle has decided to throw a party straight away. So all these like it would be like fifty people, fifty or hundred people rock up, and a party breaks out. Yeah, they've all got like crates of long necks as well, which is very Australian. Yeah, it's very New Zealand, very Australian. Yeah, crate culture. Yeah. Crates of long necks. Your uh, mic is very dying, uh, Jen. I think your internet's having a bit of problems. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, no. It's back now. Okay, cool. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah. So, there's parties happening in the house. Like, uh, 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 like, you know, there's all people. Yeah, they have wooden crates of long neck beers, which is like, I hadn't seen crates of long neck beers since I was a kid. So, like, seeing that is just like, whoa, that's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they're all drinking, they're, all the girls are in, like, dresses and stuff, and they're all partying. Listening to their rockabilly and getting all down. Yeah, they're like, and it's wicked, it's a pretty cool party. I would have actually liked to be at that party. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I haven't had a long neck. Meanwhile, um, what happens here? Like, So, Paquita's on a date, it cuts to Paquita uh, and the bacon boy, they're on a date, walking past the house, she notices that the lights are all on, there's party music happening, she's a little bit like, what the fuck? Uh, meanwhile, Bacon Boy's just banging on about his potential cricketing career. I don't know. She's she's had enough and she just basically bails on him. He sort of stands and looks around, notices she's not there, kind of puts his hands in his pockets and just starts to stroll away like <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah, because he's, he's all about himself. He was an idiot. <laughs> so yeah. Paquita rocks up to the house. 
Old mate Uncle Les is there. He's decided he's, he wants a little bit of this uh, lovely Latin lady that he keeps referring to her, and she kind of just kicks him in the balls. Yeah, there's a lot of ball kicking and that thing. And then uh, runs off and hides in the basement Yeah, where the zombies are. Yeah, well, she runs off and hides in the basement. She finds all the sedated zombies. Lionel's there, and she's like, oh, my God, death surrounds you. So she knows now that there's these zombies, and she's like, you can't. You can't keep sedating them. You gotta let them go. You gotta kill them, you know. And so then we get this quite sad scene of like him having. They find some poison instead of tranquilizer, and he injects all the zombies with poison, and they go to sleep. And he basically has to kill his mum, and it's quite a sad scene. Um, he buries them all. You know, it's it is sad. Yeah, they, and then they bury them in the basement, which is like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he goes back up to the party, um, and then uh, the you know. Uncle Les tries to slut onto Paquita. They get into a fight, uh, Lionel yep. and Les. Uncle Les, Les lo- that, that then locks him, throws him down into the basement and locks him in there. Mm-hmm. As Lionel and then tries to get a little bit rapey with Paquita. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a rapist. He's a fuck. He's fucked. Um, he's while while Lionel's lying in the basement, you know, all beaten up, he looks over and he sees the poison that he poisoned his par- his like, all the zombies with and killed them. And it rolls uh-huh. over to him, and he just sees it's not poison; it's actually animal stimulant. <laughs> oh! And then do you, you, do you know what that means? You hear a rumbling, and then we get one of those shots that you know. I forgot what this shot the, the the shot is where where they zoom in at the same time as moving the camera, so you see like oh, I love yeah. I don't know what they're the called. Jaws. Yeah, the no, jaws. No, me neither, and I love that. That's the jaws. Yeah, that's like the jaws yeah. shot, like. Like a yeah. rumbling, him realizing, and suddenly all these super zombies burst out of the ground with like lights and st- ribbons and streamers. <laughs> uh huh. They're uh-huh. like su- super zombie go fast. Super zombies, and the baby like flies out like out of the ground, and <laughs> as he's running out, he just kicks the baby as he's leaving. <laughs> like just <laughs> it, like it like footballs the baby away. I thought that was kind of funny. So he runs yeah. out, and he's like, "We gotta get out of here!" And they're like, "Ah, what are you going on about, mate?" And then suddenly we get one of the best, the starting of what, it's kind of like, this is what I call first wave, first wave gore fest. The rest of this film now yep. is, is is like seven films worth of gore and ideas. It yes. is crazy. The only film that has come ever come close to this is probably Dust Till Dawn, the end of that. Yeah. But it's yep. still, in my opinion, it's, it's still three times as much as Dust Till Dawn. Like, crazy. What is the, the final scene that they use 300 gallons of blood? How much is gallons? That's like 2.5 litres, isn't it? So I think so. That's a, it's a lot of blood. Yeah, so that's like, it's nearly a 1,000 litres of blood. Mm-hmm. That is so mm-hmm. much, eh? Anyhow, so the gore fest starts. We have like the four yeah. zombies run out. And the, so the, the first wave is just the zombies killing the majority of the people at the party. We have, like, all these, like, shots that, like... We could just go into it. There are so many. One of them is just, like, they grab one of the people and they grab their face and he pull their his whole face Rips off. his face off? Yeah, like, Ooh, pulling, uh, you know, stabbing, like, ripping their arms into people and pulling out their hearts and showing them. Like, it just goes on and on. Yeah. And, and you're just like, this is wicked. Like, so then... Yeah, like... Oh man, and then and then so like, and then uh, Uncle Les like bails at this time, and yeah, he's like, "Help us, bugger that, bugger that!" <laughs> <laughs> and he jumps out the window, and so he's outside. This is where the continuity of this movie starts working. You have to know where all the characters are at certain times, 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uncle Lou runs out into the fr- into the backyard. We have yeah. Paquita and Rita. Um, it locked yeah. themselves in the kitchen. Yes. And then Paquita's we ha- in the cupboard with, and then she finds Rita. Yeah, yeah. And then we have yeah. Lionel. He's kind of like roguing around by himself just throughout the whole house. Um, yes. And that's kind of the... Because fr- there's a scene one point before Lionel and Rita, Paquita get... Uh, there's a scene where the zombies got um, Lionel and Paquita is cutting the zombies' hands off with a pair of scissors. Yeah. Oh, they're, 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 there's, the, there's so much going on. The hand then proceeds to like climb up Lionel's nose and uh, face and then starts picking his nose. Yeah. Which, which looks, is fantastic. Yeah. And it's not like shit comedy and it's quick no, everything I, in this is so quick like every yeah. shot every cut has a special a, a special effect in it that is in there for like one second and then it's gone and it just keeps yeah. on going and going and going um there is yeah. a scene in this um shot which is taken out which oh no it's like one of the, the characters later on that gets his head chopped off and then a garden i'm stuck in it he yeah. um his character is running away for some zombies and then just says a line like ha huh, yeah, some of my best friends are pedophiles. Like, as in, like, there must have been a conversation when they were talking about pedophiles and, like, it just ends sure. that. So, so I call him, that character, the pedophile. Yeah, that's like, fair. Um, and because he's in it a fair lot, uh, like, kind of. Anyhow, so that's the first wave of all the guests getting killed. Then it cuts to, like, the main room and you see all the dead guests all sit up at once. So now mm-hmm. we've just got a, this is wave two. We've got a whole house of, like, 80 zombies or whatever. With like, uh, so, and then all we have is, there are some more survivors. Um, yes. So there's like a bunch of survivors in a kitchen and stuff like that. But then, so this is them now getting kind of like killed off kind of thing. Yeah. Because uh, this is the point where like Lionel's in the middle of the foyer, surrounded by all these people. And he's trying to run away, but there is so much blood on the floor that he's just like running on the spot. Like full and Looney Tunes. <laughs> Yeah, and it isn't until he just he starts jumping on like the head and this disembodied arm and like jumping on all of the like little bits of people that's around that he can actually like escape and get away. Yeah, it's a scene of him basically playing the floor is lava and he's treading on body <laughs> body parts to get across. It's so amazing, and then yeah. um, and we also get like there's uh, there's a couple of really amazing shots. There's a, there's a shot in there where. They're in the kitchen. They're trying to pull this dude through, like, uh, what's one of those food server windows? It's you know? a, a dumb waiter. A dumb waiter, and they pull yeah. him through, and just from the waist down, he is just a skeleton. And it, yes, oh, I, that looks I, so good. I think that dude is. He might be an amputee because, like, it's too good. Mate, it's, it's real good. Yeah, and you see him on the ground with just his like legs, like as skeletons, and he, but he's like feet and boots are still normal. Like, so see, yeah, his, his shoes and socks are still on. It's not a problem. There's what the fuck happened? He, Don't even ask. He's Don't actually, ask. He's actually one of the uh, floor is lava things that Lionel steps on later on as well, like, and he grabs. Yeah. Uh, so all this is happening. There's like, there's like shit going everywhere. There's like constant ideas, like constant everywhere. So we've yep. got. We've, Unc- Uncle Les is in the tool shed holding his own, and then I think the zombie without the face comes in, and he like gets him in a headlock, pulls out these pliers, and then that's just the preacher, starts, yeah. As the preacher starts fucking pulling his teeth out, which that was the only point in the movie that I was just like, huh, he, nah. he goes, you got a bit of a cavity problem there, mate, and he yeah, starts. <laughs> so Les is sadistic, so he starts like enjoyingly torturing yeah. all the zombies. Oh, he's- 
having the right old time. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we get like, um, where, where are we at? Then we get like, there's a shot of in the kitchen. So this is kind of a yep. vital bit as well. And we see there's like another zombie lady in there with Rita and um, uh, and Paquita. And the, this lady grabs uh, Rita and bites her just lightly. Mm-hmm. Paquita mm-hmm. grabs her and slams her against the wall onto a light bulb. And so she starts getting electrocuted. And then she's yes. just stuck on the wall in a light bulb with her head glowing from electricity. And she's just stuck she on there. She becomes a... She becomes a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, like a jack-o'-lantern. Glorious. So she's just there. Yeah. Uh, but that character comes, that, that zombie comes into play later on. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, There's a garden shears decapitation. So Uncle Les, like, he's he's making his way back to the house. So he's got this uh, pair of garden shears, puts it through someone's mouth no, that's and the, then that's decapitates the, That's the pedophile. So the, pe- we, the see, we, we see the pedophile get um, bitten earlier on. So the pedophile comes yep. up and he garden shears off the top of his head. So like from Perfect. his from through his mouth. So all he is now is just a head with his top bit of teeth. And that yep. that character is comedy. Like he keeps on working out. <laughs> and then and then Les shoves a garden gnome. So his body's still walking around with just the top bottom half of his head. He shoves a garden gnome into the top of his head. So he's yep. this character that's walking around with a garden gnome sticking out. Oh man, oh, this is, it's glorious. Uh, it's then, all over the place. Then we cut to um, like Lionel's locked himself in the bathroom, and the mm-hmm. greaser zombie mm-hmm. is trying to get in, and he's smashing his way through the bottom of the door. Lionel stamps on him and chops him in half using like he's halfway through the door using the wood splinters of the door. So then, the, yeah. the zombie greaser now is two characters. He has his legs walking outside of the room, <laughs> and he is like the the top half. The top half of him jumps at Lionel. And attacks him yes. in the bath, but then his guts falls out on the ground, <laughs> and then his guts becomes a character. So now the greaser zombie is three characters. He is the top half of himself, the bottom half of himself, and a sentient set of of like gizzards that are just sliming around, <laughs> attacking people. <laughs> like, oh my god, the ideas are just crazy in this film. Mm-hmm. Um. Lionel escapes the guts by like climbing. Uh, he he ditches the the now very light top half of the zombie into the toilet. <laughs> he gets stuck in the top of the toilet. Uh, he and then Lionel climbs into the ceiling cavity of the roof through like a mm-hmm. manhole and um to escape the guts, which yes. is now attacking him like with lasso organs and shit. Yeah, the, see, even the just the lassoing and the because it had a very sort of thing. Uh, vibe to it with the how it was attacking him and reaching up itself and it's like oh this is very well done yeah yeah the fact that these ideas were like executed and worked are crazy like the fact that that character just became three characters because you know, yeah. Lionel tries to escape at one stage he tries to get out the bathroom and the fucking the legs kick him in the face <laughs> like the bottom half and he goes back in and gets in the roof oh then man. it becomes very Monty Python esque yeah yeah so now we've got like so we've got Lionel in the so then, um, oh, what happens next? Oh, then There's we so get, much happening at then this we get, time. Then Lionel in the roof finds a chest, yes. which he didn't know was up there, and in it is the corpse of his father, and what he finds out is his father's lover, and he finds out his mum, Vera, murdered his dad because he was cheating on her this whole time and kept it, uh, so, the, the truth away from him. Yeah, so we learn early on. So basically, in the zoo scene, we learn that um, Lionel's not 
a fan of water because his his he almost drowned as a kid. His dad saved him, um, but his dad was washed away by a rogue wave and drowned. But that's how he was told. Now we've just. So, yeah, so that's what he knew the whole his whole life. But now he's uh, being told he's he finds out that obviously his his dad had a mistress. The mum found out, killed him, killed the mistress. Yeah, drowned them, and then he walked in and saw them getting drowned, and that's the memory he's got. He got changed though. Anyhow, mm-hmm. so the mum's a mum's a piece of shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, the mum still hasn't. The, the mum never rose when she was like, no. she, she, she's still in the cellar underground. Like she never came oh, out because yeah. she was too sedated or whatever, too far gone. So it was only she's like, the, it was only like the baby, the nurse, the, the, the preacher and the greaser that came out. So we've never mm-hmm. seen Vera. She's still underground at this yeah. point. Um, then we get a hilarious uh, scene of the baby in the kitchen. So the baby rocks <laughs> up in the kitchen and we get this w- hilarious Looney Tunes like series of ridiculous events with the baby flying across the room. The baby gets thrown around so much. They do everything possible they can to a baby that you can't do in real films. <laughs> like Yes, So she like hit, much. hits it with a saucepan across the room yeah. and it puts oh. like a baby and face, it has the face in the saucepan, yeah. like, like the imprint of it and stuff. And I think eventually the baby then just gets like tossed out the window. Like, and then, yeah, the baby gets hit out the window and then hits Les in the balls. <laughs> yes. Les gets kicked in the balls so many times. It's amazing. And every time is well deserved. <laughs> uh, then Les uh, goes like, let me in, let me in. And like, they let Les into the kitchen through the window. So now Les and uh, Rita and Paquita are in the kitchen. Lionel is in the ceiling still. Um, yes, he's he's being chased by entrails. He's being tra- chased by the guts. The guts yeah. grabs him. He um, wrestles with the guts. He falls through the roof, but he gets entangled with a cord. At the same mm-hmm. time, while they're in the kitchen, the zombie that is on the light bulb smashes the light bulb out of the wall. He's still attached to the light bulb and, like, is, like, you know, hot. Ha- Tries to attack Les, but it gets stopped by the uh, the cord of the, the light kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to explain. As Lionel falls, he gets caught on a, on a cord, which he then like he, he's hanging in the foyer. But as that, that, that pulls down, that pulls the zombie, which is the same cord, back onto the wall. So there's this <laughs> hilarious continuity of this, like, house is this character almost of, like, how all this shit's working out. So every uh, the writing this would have been crazy. Like every character is affecting like the other characters. Like Yeah. It's so good and it works so well. Like um Yeah, and then so Lionel's hanging upside down. Oh, there's shit happening. Uh, so he lo- he loses his amulet at one point. The amulet falls falls down into a bunch of entrails as well. Um cuz I think at one point like he's trying to pull himself up because um, he notices that Paquita is in the kitchen, she's struggling with all these, all, all the zombies are coming, so he's trying to pull himself up, loses his balance, falls back down again, basically explodes a zombie's head by hitting it in the head yeah. with his head. Like he bungee so jumps down and his head hits basically a zombie in the head and explodes it. And then he flies yeah. out the window, he goes outside. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. so we have, he goes outside. So Lionel's outside, we don't know where he is. Um, Les, um, then it cuts to Les in the kitchen and he just goes, he goes crazy. 
Yeah, he's a slicing and a dicing. He's doing everything he's he's. He's got two doing. cleavers, and he goes, "I know, I've read the comics. Total bodily dismemberment." And he start. There's yeah. this montage of him just going, just smack, <laughs> going crazy with arms and limbs flying. But he basically he basically takes out like twenty five zombies, piles them up into a, a thing, and kills them all in one go. Like crazy. Yes. Crazy gore. You have to see it to believe it. Um, and then Rita. Well, then famous Rita. Well, then Lionel, no, first then Les goes down into the basement to hide. Mm, yes. And then we see, like, the ground shake and then you see, like, uh, Les look around and go, oh, no, Vera. <laughs> and so Vera's come out now. We don't know what Vera looks like. She, I'm just going to say, she kills Les. She basically rips, fucking his, rips his spine out. Yeah, does a sub-zero to him, rips his head and his spine out. We, see, we don't see it, though. We only see it in shadow kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And she's big. We don't know how big she is. There's something, there's no. something going on with her. Um, where am I up to? My notes? Uh, yeah, so, so Les, Les gets killed by Super Vera, I've written. <laughs> yeah. Mega uh, zombie mother. <laughs> yeah. Bakita, Bakita is uh, now in the foyer. She's about to get it. Uh, all the zombies have, like, uh, you know, have, like, ca- uh, uh, crowded around her. She's lying down. She's about to get eaten. Uh, she's still got Rita with her. They're cowering in the in the in the middle of the room, like, surrounded by zombies. Yeah. And suddenly, then we get this hilarious scene where the pedophile's head gets kicked into the room, and it slides along the floor. And um, uh, and then like something happens. Yeah, and it looks so good. Like, it looks like a, an it actual does. top of a head that's still animated and looking around. And then yeah. that, and then that the gets, whole time. Then that gets. Because there's so much blood on the ground, it's sliding around. Then that gets hit again, and that slides over to the front door. Then the front door gets slammed open. The head gets slammed, like, yeah, it gets like kicked uh, over again. And then we see Lionel standing there holding a lawnmower, which we actually foreshadowed earlier on in the film. There was this lawnmower that he was doing. He was mowing yes, the lawnmower. Yes, it was. Um, and he's just like, party's over. <laughs> so this like all the zombies look at him. That gives Paquita and uh, uh, Rita, Rita opportunity to run into the kitchen. They take yes. up. She takes up the blender and she grabs the pedophile's head and puts his head the top into the blender and blends that down to nothing. Oh, she, and it looks so good. Yeah, Even the, just that moment where the head is in the blender and you can see it in the blender and it's looking around and looking a little bit panicked and she turns it on. Oh, yeah, this is perfect. So she starts blending all the smaller organs down to nothing to get rid of them. And then we have Lionel yep. turn on the lawnmower and have an actual scene of him holding a lawnmower in front of him. He's got a strap around it, so he's wearing it like a weapon. And a whole room full of zombies all with their arms out towards him and him walking through with a lawnmower. Fuck, it's crazy, hey? Like, oh, it is a bloodbath. You see, like, all these, like arms actually got going into a lawnmower blade like you know because they're holding their arms out like zombies you see them all getting mashed and him walking mm-hmm. through this crowd and there's blood going everywhere and limbs flying everywhere and then you see him get to the other side of the room and he's like covered in blood looks yeah. around and then looks back and he's just carved this way through and there's just a whole still full room of it and then it goes to this yeah. montage of him running through smashing these zombies with a fucking lawnmower holding it even to the point with the bit where he like they're on the ground, it shows him like pushing it down onto the ground, onto their faces and shit. Yeah. It is crazy. There has been no film that's ever done anything like this ever. No, 
And I even like the bit at one point he's sort of off against the wall and the wall's got this clear spot. There's no blood or anything, but there is a, a, a print of the Queen Elizabeth on there. He turns it around and just as he turns it around, he just gets splattered with blood. So he was protecting it's the picture of blood. the Queen. It's not even blood. It's like pink no, pus globules. Yeah, it's <laughs> just goo and shit and just fucking well, something. Well, my copy of this film, my original, original, original cut, has it opens with the New Zealand flag, right? Mm-hmm. And then it um, has like the Queen's music, and then it cuts to a shot, a young shot of the Queen, and then it goes like New Zealand Film Corporation or whatever it's called, like Wingnut Films. Huh. And so, yeah, okay. so I think Peter Jackson was fully into the Queen at one mm. stage, like the royal family, because, like, yeah, because he, he turns the Queen around and stuff like that. Then we, um, oh my God, what the fuck? So, he, like, so then we get, it goes to the kitchen and we have Paquita like, you know, blending all these arms and shit like, you know, that are in the blender and we get, and then all of a sudden Les comes in, zombie mm-hmm. Les, and he's like on all fours kind of thing with his head on the, the spine like a fucking, like, what is it, like a fucking giraffe or some shit, like his spine yeah. is up so he looks like an animal with his head on there and it goes to attack um, Rita and then Paquita grabs it. Rips off the spine, spits in his face, swings the spine and the head around and smashes it on the counter and his head just explodes like a watermelon. It's perfect. There is so much blood and gore in this scene. People, you have to watch this to believe it. This is crazy. Yes, everybody needs to watch this. Everybody. Um, Even with us talking about it, we are not, we're spoiling it, but we are not even getting close to like the amount of ideas that are in this film. Like. No. I'm getting no, dizzy there's, there's from talking so, so much. much. <laughs> so you, your shed would be probably heating up quite a lot by now as well. Then we also, yes. Then we also get in the, the kitchen scene, um, all of a sudden uh, uh, Rita is sick on the ground still with her bite. She suddenly, uh, her face splits open uh, and the fucking ba- zombie baby is inside of her head. And She's having a giggle, ripping her face. I fucking love this. Yeah, so she gets up, like, oh, panicking with a zombie baby inside of her face controlling her. She runs and hits the zombie that's on the wall, which is attacked, which is the jack-o'-lantern one, which is all glowing orange, and basically yeah. sets the kitchen on fire. Yeah. Um, yes. And then, uh, and Paquita, does she, like, turn the gas on and leave at that time? Yeah, she turns the gas on, runs out, and the house kind of just goes up. So we got a lot of fire in the house. Then we get, but there is a scene as well where, like, finally Lionel like kills all the fucking zombies, and there's a shot of him, like, you know, the whole room is full of blood and gore. He looks around, there's no one left. Like, like, and then you see at the top of the stairs the fucking greaser zombie rocks up, and it's a classic scene because the greaser zombie is holding the top half of himself. On his legs yes. and using his hands to walk his own legs. I don't know how yeah. they did that. It looks amazing. Um, All of it looks amazing. Yeah. The top half of the greaser zombie jumps onto Lionel from the top of the stairs and it's on him. He falls over the the um, the uh, lawnmower, like, rolls on, onto the ground. It's facing upwards. He, mm-hmm. he wrestles the zombie and then throws the zombie onto the lawnmower, but it's not on. But it's upside down and the half of the zombie is on top of the lawnmower. He goes to yeah. start the lawnmower and then um, the zombie guts, the gizzards, grabs him around the neck from up up top of the roof. So he's like fighting it. Yeah. He, he grabs a severed arm, 
which is it's on the ground, and uses it to start the lawnmower. So then the zombie half is on the lawnmower spinning around, like, whoa, 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 because he's on the blade. <laughs> Lionel grabs the zombie's hand, stops him, which and then makes him get grinded down into the lawnmower. Oh, yes. Fuck, it's amazing. And then, cool. um, and yeah, that's the end. Finally, the end of the top half. Ooh. That's finally the end of the top half of the zombie greaser. Then the, uh, the guts yeah. gets thrown onto the ground and he basically uh, picks up the lawnmower, looks at the guts and just lawnmowers the fuck out of the, the gizzard. So the gizzard yeah. character is now dead. It's amazing how it becomes three characters, eh? I think yeah, at one, and such prominent characters too. At one stage in one of the versions as well, I don't know if it was in this version, Rita and Paquita rip the legs in half. So now they're separate legs. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that happens in one of the cuts. So there was in this Dead Alive version, there are there's about three minutes of the end scene cut out, which is heaps. Mm. So yeah, they rip the legs in half, and that's why they're in two halves when he rocks up at the end. And he's holding them both separately. Sure. Um, okay. But they're dead. Okay. The legs are dead now, <laughs> as well. <laughs> so the three characters that came out of the greaser are now destroyed. They're done. Vera rocks up. I mean, Paquita, Paquita rocks up, kisses Lionel, and he goes, you got to get out of here. She was like, why? She goes, I haven't seen mum yet. At that time, yeah. <laughs> at that time, the foyer's ground shakes and the mum bursts out. And holy shit, they've made her into, what did I call her? I call, She's I called her. She kind of looks like this overweight Gi- Vera. Giant super, rat. naked giant super zombie Vera, I called her. Yes, so and because she's also starting to sort of transform into more of the rat monkey, so her face has become elongated, kind of like the rat at the beginning of the film. So she's she's like mega zombie. She's huge. She's like as tall as yeah. a house. She is as wide yeah. as a car kind of thing. She has gigantic, saggy boobs and a big, fat belly. She basically looks like a gigantic, overweight grandma that's turning into yes. a rat. It's hilarious. It's gross. Ah. Um, anyway, they fucking escape by climbing up the chimney and they, they, uh, Paquita and Lionel get onto the roof. She bursts up through the roof. Mm-hmm. This is getting to, you know, be the, uh, the, the, the finale kind of thing. Uh, he has a bit of a, a, a discourse with her. It's like, all my life you lied to me. You killed my father. Um, and, you know, he, he confronts his mother finally on the roof. At this stage, Paquita gets knocked off and she's hanging off the side of the roof. Um, yes. And then, like, Vera goes, no one will love you like your mother. At that time, her chest opens up. Oh, and she hits, brilliant. And she hits, like, the, the house, which shakes and makes Lionel slip down back into her belly. So he gets unbirthed. So, she, yeah, he just she, she puts him back in the womb where he belongs. Yeah. where she's been trying to put him his whole life. He goes back in. Yeah, yeah. So she goes over there and to, like, knock uh, Paquita off the roof. And suddenly she's like, ooh. And we see Lionel's hand smash out of her belly, holding the amulet as using amulet. it as a weapon to cut himself out of her own belly. And there is blood. Oh man, it fucking pours out. It the chest cavity opens up. It waves out. It's a fucking wave of organs and guts, and he is covered in yeah. it. He's out. She fucking like goes, oh, because the house is now a hundred percent on fire. She rolls yes. back. In a, and you see a fucking undercarriage, which is gross, rolls back in <laughs> slow motion and falls back into the house, into the flames, yeah. and <laughs> she's dead. Oh, my God. 
Lionel like uses his belt and they slide down a, 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 a so he gets Paquita and lifts her back up. They hug. He uses a belt to to flying Fox down from a power cable to the road. Yay! Everyone is safe. They yep. You cut to a shot right at the end of the baby crying, the zombie baby crying in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> really weird. I thought that shot. Yeah. Was, Possibly opening it up for a sequel, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, the, yeah. the zombie baby's not dead yet. Who knows? And now the you know the whole neighborhood rocks up. The fire brigade rock up. Vera, uh, I mean, um, Paquita and Lionel. The house burns down. Everything's fucking great. You know, house burns down with a hundred people in it. It's fine, even though they would have found them. In, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's Lionel and Paquita kiss. End Happy of, ending. End of film. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, my God. We literally talked about that for an hour. Like. Um, yes. We, it took me four hours to watch this film yesterday because everything started happening and every time something happened, I had to pause yeah, I had to keep, come back to I it. I had to keep pausing and, like, writing down shit because as soon as I started writing shit down, another thing would happen. Yes. Um, yep. so final thoughts, Jen. Final thoughts. This film is fucking hilarious. I love this film so much. The designs, the effects, the puppetry, they're all insane. The gore is perfect. This film is, it's practically perfect for me. Yep. I've I've written like, wow, my favourite gore movie of all time. The amount of special effects in this film is boggling. The continuity at the end of this film is crazy. Like mm-hmm. the, the storytelling and how every character is affecting each other, even though they're not in the same scene and stuff like that in this house is it's taken the zombie genre to like the highest level I think it's ever been. It's actually yeah. funny. Like the, the scenes are funny. It's actually gross in some scenes. I think it is one of the best horror comedies ever made. I think it is the best horror comedy like, I will agree with you on that. There, I will make that statement with you. Like, There aren't many good, like, there are horror comedies. So this is like, if you think of horror comedy, you think of stuff like Return of the Living Dead. It's like that, but yes. like, turned up to like 17,000, like, you know, <laughs> on, the, on, the gore, on the gore and ideas meter. What did you give it for your, the rating system? Um, so I have given this an A. It is awesome and everybody should watch. This is also a classic film and it's a beer, a beer and chicken wing film. Yep, I gave it an A for everyone should watch. Awesome. And I gave it a B for beer and chicken wings group movie. I could have gone on yet as well. You're right. It is like a classic that is worth the watch. I suppose like, yeah, 1992 definitely counts as classic. Anything that's over... We've got a rule at Hat the Diner that anything that's over 15 years old is counted as retro. 15 years yep. is when it counts. To it. So this is, a, this is a classic. This is definitely a classic that you guys have to watch. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I'm glowing. I am... If you're a horror fan and you haven't seen Brain Dead, aka my 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 opinion will be try and get the Brain Dead version because Brain Dead is the one with like the uncut. There is one called um, the Bloody version, which is the uncut mm-hmm. version of Dead Alive. So you can get Dead Alive Bloody version, but there are ones out there that do have. You know, you've got the ultimate version when it has the necrophilia joke and the pedophile joke. And I think yep. the main cut of this film is like over two hours, like the long cut. So wow, because, yeah, this one's about an hour and a half. It's an hour and 47, the one that I watched was. Right. But, yeah, anyhow, we've done it. Oh, this is hard. It's, hard. it's hard to do films that you love. You end up getting, I get like, you know, I, I talk so much. I get so excited that I get a bit flustered and dizzy. 
fine. We get excited, we get flustered, we get dizzy. We've, we've had a good time. You go light a cigarette and that's it. Yeah, that is. I need it. Yeah, I need a cigarette, Lane. How was it for you, Jen? <laughs> oh, it's about the same. Yeah, I got there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. what's our what, what's our movie for next week? Um, in all the panic and confusion, I I didn't prepare for next week, but I'm thinking the weather is a bit warm. Hey, let's ruin the fuck out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The OG. The OG. Have you seen it? Yeah. Of course you have. I think we should check out Texas Chainsaw Massacre and ruin that for everyone. Oh man, that's gonna. That will be actually like because I it is a, a classic in that. Not a lot happens in that film, hey. I mean, there no. there is, but like it, it's not on the level of like us having to like have like four pages of dot points, like. No. But yeah, I feel that we can still get a lot out of it, though. Oh yeah. And I would. I'm definitely excited to be back in the shed with you next episode as well. Oh yeah, it'd be so much better being back in the shed. What um? Yeah. What's his name that made that film? What's his name um? Toby Hooper. Hooper Hooper, yeah. Hooper. All right, cool. All right, take us out, man. All right, so thank you so much. Like, guys, you've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We're a podcast available on all streaming services, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Please uh, leave us a star rating, leave a comment, follow us. We're also available on the YouTubes. Again, follow, thumbs up, comment, anything that you can help us to grow and be better. We have an Instagram at TerrorVisionPod. You can email us at terrorvisionpod at gmail.com let us know if you want us to ruin a specific film for you <laughs> um yeah anything you want to watch or discuss we're also on facebook so jump on over i love everyone on our facebook page that they're, they're so uh it's such a little community that we're growing i love it i reckon i'm going to announce that we're going to probably do a run of t-shirts as well which you love jen <laughs> please uh, um yeah and so also, if you want to check out my other stuff that I do, please check out Hat the Dino over on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, we do a live stream every uh, other Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, for casual hangs, chats, t- it's all about video games, nerdism, st- stupidity, fun variety video game show. Last night's was a schmozzle. Uh, I had to quickly botch up a, you know, a, uh, a, a remote version because everyone couldn't come over because of the lockdown and... For one of the scenes, I forgot to put a mic on. It was a schmozzle. So check it out. It's up there on uh, Twitch now and on YouTube if you want to have a good laugh. It was a, a very, uh, you know, last-minute thing. But, yeah, it was a great night. And remember, until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares. <laughs> <laughs>